It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda. A double shot of Catholicism and conversation to start your day off right. On the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Wednesday morning to you. It is July 12th, 7 a.m. Patrick and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend. Thank you so much for tuning in on what looks to be a pretty nice summer afternoon. We just got to get through a little morning clouds. Good morning, Patrick. We seem to be locked in that pattern. Morning clouds and then sunshine in the afternoon. I'm not complaining. I like it. I'm not complaining at all. It makes for a nice morning, especially if you're home. Uh, to open up the windows a little bit, let some fresh air in without freezing out the whole household and then shutting it down so that way it stays cool in the afternoon. Then you don't have to run your air conditioner quite as much. And getting out in the afternoon and do a little walk, I mean, the weather has just been perfect. So, yeah, I love it. I love it. This is this is why I live in the Pacific Northwest this time of year in this kind of weather. We should not be announcing that too loudly, though, that other, other people in other states find out how beautiful <laughs> it is here in the summertime they're all going to want to come we should keep that to ourselves okay quit changing the topic okay quit, everybody's got to know <laughs> how did the humility panel go last night well Brent, brenda was on a, a, a panel for ycp the young catholic professionals on humility, on humility right <laughs> well patrick it's funny you should ask that because it is official I have been voted the most humble person in all the land. They gave me a trophy and a crown. I got to wear it all night long. <laughs> I was the most humble. So the cape is your own edition. This then. I added that because it, it I, I seems see. to elevate the whole situation. <laughs> it screams humility. Oh, uh, what an amazing group of young people. This is the first time I'd had to opportunity to go to one of their events. Thank you so much to Jesse Jose, their uh, president this year. She invited me to come and be a part of this panel. Now, the good Deacon Scott, he had been their executive speaker uh, once before at an event also. But these are just such a wonderful group of young people they get together lots of conversations i even you know just come right up to people hi how are you your first time here what's your name i mean they just were really very hospitable uh father peter julia was there uh even uh father randy huang who's their chaplain he was there and father john marshall said a few words because we were there at saint john the baptist church in milwaukee so all in all, great evening. It was a great discussion. The thing I love about that panel, because it really required me to think about humility. And one of the things that I shared with the group is being humble doesn't mean recognizing that you have God-given talents. It's important to recognize you have God gives you these talents to do amazing things. And it's our job to kind of cultivate that. And But it doesn't mean to be boastful, look at me. It just means, God, I'm grateful for the gift, and I'm grateful to be able to share my gift to a community, a group, a, an employer, things like that. It was really wonderful. And I think the overall theme that all of us panelists were talking about and the people in their small groups is the ability to listen to the Holy Spirit, mm. to step aside and let the Holy Spirit be at the forefront of your thought. It was a great discussion. And you said yesterday the key to humility was silence. Right? That, according to Pope, uh, or not Pope, to to Saint Benedict, whose feast day was yesterday. Yeah, yeah he said that. He said for this part of the the rule of Saint Benedict is that the monks to to maintain a humbleness and to be silent. So 
Not necessarily what you want to hear on the radio in the morning. <laughs> That's is what dead I was air. thinking. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, it, it just you get as as much as I tried to convey my thoughts on being humble because well, as you said, we're on the radio, and I told this to everybody. Uh, I get to talk about what I think is important for the day. I hear my voice, and so to to always have it in the forefront of my mind to step aside, let the Holy Spirit guide the conversation yeah. and guide the ministry. And it was just, I, I get as much out of it as I try to offer. Well, and we have the perfect example of humility in our blessed mother. So, you know, just how did she do it? How did, and of course, yielding to the Holy Spirit was certainly her forte, right? <laughs> That's right. right from the beginning, wasn't it? She says, let it be done unto me. And again, that is the receiving of a gift from Absolutely. God. Absolutely. So yeah. all in a wonderful event. So I, uh, again, really appreciate the time that uh, YCP puts in and to invite me to this wonderful event. That's awesome. So what gifts are we going to unwrap this morning? Uh, well, I don't on know. On the show. Yeah. On the show. We've got some great gifts. <laughs> Hope you know. Oh. <laughs> I was like, where are you going? Uh, you know, coming up in our first half hour, we've got a great opportunity to talk with our good friend, Ed Longwa. He's going to be like joining us. He's kind of a nice guy, isn't he? Yes. He's going to be talking to us, of course, about some of the great things that Catholic Charities of Oregon has been working on. And last night, the All-Star Game in Seattle, it was a good one. We, it, I really enjoyed it. Very entertaining game. We'll, we'll get you up to date. It was historic last night in, in the Emerald City, so we'll talk about that. And uh, we've got some things that we are doing on the Hail Mary Media app, some really cool new developments we're working on with the Archdiocese. And Robin Moody, the communications director from the Archdiocese, is going to join us later in the show. So that'll be exciting. We have Robin coming in this morning. Oh, and we got all the latest news from for you too. Uh, we're going to start things now. Julie Hoy and Green Light. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
faith in everyday life. Mater Day Radio, that is a member of the Salem City Council there. City Council member Julie Hoy. <laughs> Green light. How about that? Pat Ryan and Brenda with you on this wonderful Wednesday morning. And uh, David's still on vacation. Coming up next, one of our good friends, Ed Longwall from Catholic Charities of Oregon, stops by to tell us what's going on in that organization. Some exciting things going on in the community. And we'll check in with Ed next after a look at the weather. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Good morning. Please join me, Father Martin King, pastor of St. Thomas More Catholic School and Parish, in this morning prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O God, enlighten my mind with truth, inflame my heart with love, inspire my will with courage, enrich my life with service, pardon what I have been, sanctify what I am. Order what I shall be, and thine shall be the glory, and mine eternal salvation. Through Jesus Christ, my Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless. For more prayer resources, please visit our website at materdayradio.com or check the prayer section on the new Hail Mary Media app. Mater Day Radio is supported by our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Calvary and Gethsemane Catholic Funeral Services. Operated by the Archdiocese of Portland, services include the recently completed Gethsemane Funeral Home, located on the grounds of Gethsemane Cemetery in Happy Valley. The new funeral home provides burial services to the Catholic community, regardless of cemetery choice. For more information, visit ccpdxor.com. For more than 33 years, Mater Dei Radio has been sowing the seeds of faith. Your legacy of support continues to bring souls back to Christ, just like Michael Boultry. It's really miraculous. I'd come out of confession, and it was the first time I had met the priest. And I turned on my car, and of course, Mater Dei Radio's on. It was the priest that I had just encountered. It's like, whoa, thanks, Holy Spirit. But then the same thing happened again, where I had just met this priest. But then it happened again, and it was three separate occasions and three separate priests. God's providence was so clear to me, and I'm getting chills just talking about it. He was making it so clear and so obvious that yes, this is the path. You guys are planting seeds that are bearing fruit now and down the line. Michael Boultry is just one of many souls the Holy Spirit has reached through Mater Day Radio. Help us continue to sow the seeds of faith. Hear more of Michael's amazing story and ensure your legacy of giving at materdayradio.com. 712 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And we got those morning clouds, but they are going to burn off quickly today, giving rise to sunny skies this afternoon, high 82. And the clear skies tonight, low 57. Could be looking at some 90s come the weekend. Ooh, I'll get some shorts ready. It's going to be hot.
Currently, though, it's a very mild 61 degrees at the Proto-Cathedral of St. James the Greater in Vancouver. And starting today at 57 at St. Paul Catholic Church in Eugene. While many of us may be preparing or coming back from that summer vacation, we know that the needs of those living in the margin in our community continue no matter what time of year it is. Joining us this morning to remind us a little bit about what Catholic Charities of Oregon is doing during the summer, it is our good friend Ed Longwa joining us today to tell us a little bit about what happens during these summer months. Good morning, Ed. Thanks for joining us today. Good to see you in studio. Good morning, everyone. So the summer months, as for many parishes too, it is a kind of a time of year where we take a break from the normal work. We get all of those projects that we've been putting off to a slower time. But Catholic Charities of Oregon, while things do slow down, the needs of those that you serve continue. Tell our listeners a little bit about how the summer feels there at Catholic Charities. You're right. Certain things just can't stop. While at Catholic Charities, we may step back and look at our mission, look at our branding, look at our strategies in the summer. Certain workers need to keep going. One example would be our homeless outreach workers who go out two by two to our communities in the summer. And there are a great many camps, especially in the summer. You'll see a lot more blue tarps out there. I know your listeners are familiar with that. One strategy we have is to go out to every camp, meet people, ask them if they have any needs, but then encourage them to take the steps they need to get into permanent housing, to find employment, to get the kind of support they might need, whether that be addiction treatment or health care. So we have some very brave workers. Often there are Jesuit volunteer employees Your listeners might be familiar with the Jesuit Volunteer Corps, young people post-college who work in social services for one or two years. Now, these folks go to camps. uh, They they develop relationships with people, have encounters. Like like Pope Francis is so big on having encounters with people. That's where we start. But eventually, once the relationships grow, we say, you know, Catholic Charities, we have programs to help people find housing. We have affordable housing. We can get you hooked up with uh, alcohol and drug counseling if you need it. So that's something that continues during the summer. And frankly, while most of the time it goes well, it can be dangerous sometimes. That's why we send out two by two uh, people just like the apostles used to go out two by two uh, to villages to, to encounter people and meet people. So say prayers for those folks out there. Uh, they're really on the front lines of trying to address Portland's homelessness crisis. Ed Longwa joining us today. Ed is the communications director for Catholic Charities of Oregon in studio today to talk a little bit about some of the work that's happening during these summer months. I love the way that that program starts two by two, just meeting people where they are. And of course, it's the goal of Catholic Charities is to get these people who, for whatever circumstances, are living on the margins of society. And for many of them, that's not where they wanted to be or ever intended. And they just needed that little bit of boost. Part of that is, as you said, getting them into temporary housing, helping them find permanent work and learning to manage their money so that way whatever situation got them there, well, they find new techniques and new skills to 
make sure it doesn't happen again. And that was what Save First program was doing, was helping people learn to budget, how to save in order to get into permanent housing. And because of the way that the structure is going at Catholic Charities, you found a great partnership with Lighthouse to keep this program going. Kind of let our listeners know about what happened with that. Yeah, we feel like this has been a good success for us. You're right, uh, teaching people to save, to get into housing has been key for us. Uh, just as an example, we have a, a housing unit called Child's House right next to our headquarters, transitional housing, not permanent housing. But one program we have there is, is if people save money, we will put in three times as much as they have saved into an account. That's a three-for-one match. It's been sponsored by our friends, the Gans family. Now, helping those people manage their money was Save First Financial, which was a social enterprise of Catholic charities. And just because of the structures and the, you know, the environment and the economy sure. and everything, we found a partner to assume those duties called Lighthouse Financial in Vancouver, Washington. So the ministry is going to continue unbroken. We will still refer our clients to Save First, which is now part of Lighthouse in Vancouver. They can attend classes online or in person. They can get help balancing their checkbooks, uh, opening accounts, setting goals. So we're very grateful to our friends at Lighthouse, which is a, a very distinguished organization mm-hmm. that's been do- doing this for a long time. And certainly our clients are going to keep benefiting from that, that service. And I know an awful lot of our donors love that idea of helping people gain in self-sufficiency and human dignity. And we're big fans of that, too, at Catholic Charities. And of course, that's perfect setup, too, because poverty and homelessness, it doesn't know the boundaries of an archdiocese. And it's great to be able to partner there in Clark County to help those in need there and to continue the program for those in need here in Portland. And and then lastly, before we go today, of course, we continue to hear about the plight of refugees. They're coming into all across the country and at PDX. There are needs and refugee services. That is a program that continues strong during these summer months because, well, well, again, the services that refugees need, it knows no time of year. It's just today. It's just right now that, well, families are worried about. And Catholic Charities, again, you're right there to help them. As your listeners pay attention to the news, they see what's happening in Ukraine, in the Central African Republic, in, in the Congo, in uh, Myanmar. There are moments of turmoil all over the world. People leave the turmoil, the war, they go to refugee camps somewhere, and then it might take years. But we work with uh, federal agencies to help people find places to come in Portland. Then we help them find housing. Our volunteers are a huge help with that because our caseloads are rather large. So we have some amazing volunteers that go right to the homes and work with people and, and do things that our agency couldn't possibly do. There's a wonderful family in the Selwood area with Catholic Charities sponsoring them, who have become kind of the stars of their neighborhood. Mm. They have, uh, other families have taken them to the Rose Parade, to the zoo, picking berries at Sovie Island. It's a big family of nine, and uh, everybody from their neighborhood comes over there in the evening. There's wonderful talks on the front porch. It's been a beautiful welcome by that neighborhood. But there's something about the family, too, that made this all happen. Bringing refugees to Portland helps improve the richness of Portland. Oh, sure. It adds to the kindness of our city, the beauty of our city. So we're so grateful to our volunteers, especially, and grateful to our donors for allowing us to keep refugee services going. 
There's an awful lot of paperwork that needs to be done in courts, in government offices, and we have the experts at Catholic Charities to make that happen for these beautiful families. I think that's perfect. I've, Ed, I've had an opportunity to talk with Michael Davis, who does our Common Sense on Social Justice podcast, and he makes this point, too, like you were saying. There are these huge problems in, in, in the world where they can be overwhelming. But what he says is, look and see what you can do right in your own neighborhood. And if you found that you know a family has moved in, that they're trying to settle, just say hello. Just meet them and and just introduce yourself and, and learn to know a little bit about them. And then you can get a sense of what their needs might be. I mean, that's perfect. If all of us just could do one thing, just one small thing. Well, wouldn't the work of Catholic Charities just be so greatly reduced because many hands make light work? It would be beautiful and amazing. <laughs> and we're always ready to partner with more volunteers. If you go to catholiccharitiesoregon.org. You'll find ways to volunteer with us. And yes, it would, it would be gorgeous. We, we realize we're, a, you know, we're not a huge agency, but mm-hmm. with our volunteer team, what we can achieve is just incredible. You're, you're spot on about that. Yeah, well, with God, all things are possible. And so he's our team leader and cheerleader and all the things that we can do through him is amazing. And of course, through Catholic Charities. Ed, it's always great to have you in studio. Thanks so much for your time today. Thanks for all that you do at Catholic Charities Oregon. Thanks for all you do to help Catholic Charities. And again, that is Ed Longwall with Catholic Charities of Oregon. I will be sure to add a link that'll get you right to Catholic Charities webpage. You can read more about what Ed was talking to us about in today's interview. You'll find that link on the podcast, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. 723 at Matra Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Hey, have you downloaded the Hail Mary Media app yet? If not, you need to get on the stick and get it done. It's easy. Just go to matradayradio.com. You'll find the page that'll give you all the instructions on how to download it. Just click, click, click. There it is, ready to go. Great summer resource. We have got all the wonderful Catholic events around the area right there in in, in connects right into the mapping system of your car. Pretty cool there. We're also developing some brand new programming, including a new series from Mount Angel Abbey and some work we're going to touch upon later this morning with the Archdiocese of Portland. You can only keep up with that by downloading the Hail Mary Media app, and you can get all the details at matradayradio.com. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Hello, this is Emily Jaminette with A Mother's Moment. Nothing is more striking as when you hear a child pray. You can learn a lot about your children when you take time to hear their prayers. Some of my children pray for everyone and everything specifically, by name. And I have one child who just says poorness and sickness. And it's like Jesus knows exactly what he means. The more that we foster prayer time in our families, the stronger our relationships will be with our children. We will not only know what they are praying for, but we will have access to their hearts to know what they are thinking about. Pope Blessed John Paul II states, 
what enormous power the prayer of children has. This becomes a model for grown-ups themselves. Praying with simple and complete trust means praying as a child prays. These words from the Holy Father are calling us to foster this type of prayer in our domestic church. The key is that we focus on keeping our prayers simple and trusting in our Lord. Let us pray. Dear Jesus, please help us to pray like children. Amen. May we be the light to the world by encouraging our families to pray often. Set on a hilltop in the midst of the Willamette Valley, life at Mount Angel Abbey is both unchanging and made ever new in the spirit of Christ. Steeped in a Benedictine tradition more than 1,500 years old, the monks of Mount Angel have prayed together five times a day for more than 130 years. We welcome you to come and join us in the ancient rhythm of monastic prayer and liturgy. Come seek the things that are above. Learn more at mountangelabbey.org. What's your next mission from God? You do have one, we all do. God has something in mind for us right where we are. This is Julie Anderko. Please join me on Your Next Mission from God, where the saints show us just how it's done. They've been through it, and sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Listen to Your Next Mission from God, Saturday mornings at 7.15 and Sunday mornings at 8.15, right here on the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Day Radio. Want an eye-opener in the morning without the caffeine? It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. 726 at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. And are you gearing up to see the northern lights tomorrow? Well, hold up. They may not be coming. We'll have details just ahead. And a newly appointed bishop named in Alaska got his Dominican roots right here in the Northwest. I'll tell you about him coming up in news in three minutes. Here is Matt Marr, Because He Lives. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. I believe in the sun. I believe in the risen I believe I overcome by the power of His blood. Amen. Amen. I'm alive. I'm alive because He lives. Amen. Amen. Let my soul.
Saturday Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. That's Matt Marr, and because he lives, it's 730. In your news this hour, while the Vatican closes for the month of July and Pope Francis is on vacation, once he returns, his schedule is packed. EWTN contributor Alan Holdren shares details on the Pope's schedule for the rest of the summer. So he'll, uh, he has a whole bunch of trips lined up. Uh, his, he'll be going to World Youth Day in Lisbon, Portugal from the 2nd to the 6th of August. That also includes a stopover in Fatima. He'll go there just for a, a prayer in the morning with, uh, with the sick at the Apparitions Chapel. And then at the end of August, he has a trip planned to Mongolia, of all places. Uh, he'll be going there from uh, August the 31st to September the 4th. Uh, and then at the end of September, uh, he's going to be going towards the end to Marseille, France, uh, where he's going to be meeting with young people. Uh, They're getting together an ecumenical group to speak about problems uh, that exist across the Mediterranean, trying to come up with solutions. And they asked him for a hand. On September the 30th, the Pope has called for a consistory for the creation of new cardinals that was just announced at the Angelus over the weekend here in Rome. And then, uh, of course, after that, we have the first of two installments of the Synod on Synodality. Uh, Nearly the whole month of October will be dedicated to that. And then again in 2024, the second installment will take place. We pray that Pope Francis is resting well during this month of vacation because it sounds like the rest of his year going to be pretty packed. Iowa's Republican-led legislature passed a bill banning most abortions after roughly six weeks of pregnancy during a marathon special session yesterday that continued late into the night. Governor Kim Reynolds immediately said in a statement she would sign the bill this Friday. The bill passed with exclusively Republican support in a rare one-day legislative burst lasting more than 14 hours over the vocal and sometimes tense objections of Democratic lawmakers and abortion protesters at the Iowa Capitol. Many states have limited abortion access in the year since the U.S. Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade and handed authority on abortion law over to the states. More than a dozen states have bans with limited exceptions, and one state, Georgia, bans abortion after cardiac activity is detected. Several other states have similar restrictions that are on hold pending court rulings. Pope Francis has named Dominican Father Stephen Meikawa, a former active duty military chaplain, as the next bishop of Fairbanks, Alaska. Meikawa will take on the role of leading a diocese that spans more than 400,000 square miles, the largest diocese in the United States geographically. The 55-year-old Dominican friar has been based in Alaska since 2016, serving as the pastor of Holy Family Old Cathedral in Anchorage. Born in Seattle on November 22, 1967, Mayakawa earned a bachelor's degree in architecture at the University of Washington before entering religious life in the Dominican's western U.S. province. He studied at the Dominican School of Philosophy and Theology in Berkeley, California, where he earned a master's degree in divinity in 1998, the same year he was ordained to the priesthood. Mayakawa has served as chaplain of the Newman Center at the University of Washington and as the vocations director of Western Dominican Province. He ministered in San Francisco and Seattle before moving to Anchorage seven years ago. The Diocese of Fairbanks has 50 excuse me, has 46 Catholic parishes, only nine of which, Patrick, can be reached by car. 
<laughs> the new bishop will have to use a bush plane to reach some remote Catholic parishes, including native and in Yupiat communities. So I know some of the uh, Dominicans that have been up in Alaska that uh, come through here in Portland at Holy Rosary, Father Dismasayer, uh, right on top of mine. And I, I've seen pictures that he's posted of him in the bush plane going out to the parishes and, and having mass. It's uh, uh, quite an interesting way to get to the church, right? Isn't that incredible? That yeah. certainly is. But well, you've got to go where the people are. So all of our prayers and best wishes to uh, now the new bishop-elect, Maycow. Yeah, and you know, if it wasn't for the Dominicans, uh, that's what started this ministry. That uh, so we wouldn't be here without him. So I wish him well in his uh, brand new uh, apostolate. OMSI Director of Science Education Jim Todd is dispelling rumors that the Northern Lights will be visible in Portland or any other part of Oregon later this week. What? Yep, sorry about that. Aww. I know you jumped the gun on that. We had that story on Monday. And Everybody says, had that story. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, According okay. to many articles published in the last few days by major news sources, including Brenda Aiken, <laughs> a powerful solar storm was set to take, make the Northern Lights visible in 17 U.S. states Thursday, including Oregon and Washington. The information behind these articles was based on an auroral forecast provided by the Geophysical Institute at the University of Alaska at Fairbanks, an auroral forecast deemed inaccurate by experts like OMSI's Todd and a team of science reporters with the publication Earth Sky. While Portland is not expected to see the northern lights this week, sorry, Todd did say the phenomenon will likely happen again within a few years, so you just have to be patient, Brenda. Okay. Yeah. I bet uh, Bishop-elect Maycow has seen the <laughs> Northern Lights there in Fame, Fairbanks. We'll, we'll maybe ask him how it looks. Might, might be on a daily basis up there. Probably. After two years of painfully high prices, inflation in the United States has reached its lowest point in more than two years. 3% in June compared with 12 months earlier, a sign that the Federal Reserve interest rate hikes have steadily slowed price increases across the economy. The inflation figure the government reported Wednesday was down sharply from a 4% annual rate in May, though still above the Fed's 2% target rate. Over the past 12 months, gas prices have dropped, grocery costs have risen more slowly, and used cars become less expensive. Yet, with most measures of inflation still uncomfortably high, the Fed hardly appears ready to halt its rate hikes. It's expected a hike later this month will follow the central bank's decision to pause its rate increase last month after 10 consecutive hikes. The Fed's policymakers have signaled they could hike rates yet again when they meet in September. Some economists have suggested, though, that if inflation keeps slowing and the economy shows sufficient signs of cooling, the July increase could be the Fed's last. Well, I know you were on the humility panel last <laughs> night, so you missed the game. But boy, what a great night last oh, night at T-Mobile Park in Seattle. It was the uh, annual Midsummer Classic, the All-Star Game, and it did not disappoint. The National League snapped a losing streak that lasted more than a decade with an unheralded catcher from the Colorado Rockies delivering the winning blow. Elias Diaz hit a two-run homer off Felix Bautista, who is huge. This guy's like seven feet tall. What? 
Oh, I mean, by the time he delivers, the the, the ball is like delivered halfway to the plate. It reminds just, me of Randy Johnson. Just by the time it leaves his fingers, it's but, already there. Yeah, but uh, Diaz took him took him a homer, took him deep in the eighth inning, and the NL snapped a nine-game losing streak in the All-Star game, pulling off a 3-2 win over the American League last night. It, the, the, the Really, the coolest thing was the beginning of the game. Seattle Mariners Hall of Famers Edgar Martinez and Ken Griffey Jr. threw out the ceremonial first pitches to Dan Wilson and a, fe- a fellow who I went to junior college with, Jay Buner, the bone. Really? Yeah, we went to junior college together. I'm sure he remembers me I well. I bet he does. <laughs> he sends his best wishes. But it was so cool to see him there because I was watching with some friends of mine. And they said, there's Jay Buner, you know, and, and he was on the receiving end of that first pitch. So it was great. Good game. Second half of the season gets started on Friday. Atlanta's leading in the National League. Tampa Bay in the American League. And uh, the second half of the season really is is where it gets really That's exciting. That's right. So. All right, Mariners. Now we begin. Well, they, they took my Astros down this past weekend. So it's, it's going to be a fun second half. Archbishop Timothy Broglio was recently the guest speaker at an event for the Diocese of Cleveland where the prelate spoke on his dual role as Archbishop of the Archdiocese of the Military Services and President of the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops. After an introduction by former U.S. Army Chaplain Father Joseph Brancatelli, Archbishop Broglio spoke on the long history of the Catholic Church has shared with the armed forces. He explained that George Washington was the first U.S. leader to request chaplains to tend to the faithful of the armed forces. Due to the religious landscape of early America, however, there were few Catholic priests in U.S. in the early 18th century, and none were available to take up such a position. It was not until the 1846 Mexican-American War that Catholic chaplains would deploy alongside the troops. Catholic chaplains would become more prevalent during the Civil War, but this early arrangement had its own hurdles. During the Civil War, troops were divided by state, and chaplains were no different. Dioceses from each state had different requirements, and priests would have to seek privileges from their own diocese as well as the military. This would necessitate the creation of a military archdiocese, but it would not be formally instituted until 1985. Wow. Archbishop Broglio noted that he is only the fourth archbishop to preside over the Archdiocese of Military Services and the first who had not served in uniform. Today, the Archdiocese covers over 220 military installations in 29 countries, as well as 153 VA medical centers all around the world. Catholic chaplains don't just serve members of the armed forces, but also federal employees serving outside the U.S. boundaries in more than 100 countries. I always admire their great work, and and they are definitely the epitome of service. For sure. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. This evening at 6.30 continues Theology Nights. Being Catholic in America, happening at St. Michael's Parish in Portland, Michael Sergioli will lead discussion on the special gifts and challenges of the American cultural context in the endeavor to follow Christ more closely. Come for this wide-ranging exploration of spirituality and conversation. They ask you to please register 
online. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Just head over to our community calendar. You'll find it under the Get Involved menu at materdayradio.com and, of course, on the Hail Mary media app. Well, summer is a great time for healing and renewal. And if you're in need of that, Kevin Minetti of Encounter Ministry is here next to tell you more about how you can get involved with their summer intensive. We'll find out more about that after we check weather next. Support for Matra Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Catholic Youth Organization and Camp Howard. CYO offers local youth positive sports activities throughout the school year and summer camp programs at Camp Howard near scenic Mount Hood. Sports and camp registration information can be found on the web at cyocamphoward.org. That's cyocamphoward.org. Please join me, Father Gabriel Mosier, as we pray the divine praises. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Blessed be God. Blessed be His holy name. Blessed be Jesus Christ, true God and true man. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Blessed be His most sacred heart. Blessed be His most precious blood. Blessed be Jesus in the most holy sacrament of the altar. Blessed be the Holy Spirit, the Paraclete. Blessed be the Great Mother of God, Mary Most Holy. Blessed be her holy and immaculate conception. Blessed be her glorious assumption. Blessed be the name of Mary, Virgin and Mother. Blessed be Saint Joseph, her most chaste spouse. Blessed be God in his angels and in his saints. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Summertime is a great time to drive the open road. Unless your old reliable wheels just aren't up to the task anymore. You know who could use that old car? Mater Day Radio. You can donate most vehicles, cars, trucks, vans, RVs, and boats to Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program with the proceeds supporting a faith-filled Catholic broadcast and in return getting yourself a likely tax deduction. More information on our vehicle donation program at materdayradio.com. 744 at Mater Day Radio and the weather, well, these clouds are going to burn off. Give way to sunshine this afternoon. Should be beautiful with a high of 82 and the winds light west-northwest at 5 to 10 miles an hour. Clear tonight, low 57 and we could see 90s by the weekend. Okay, be ready for that. Currently a very mild 60 degrees at St. Frederick's Catholic Church in St. Helens, Oregon. And it's 61 at Queen of Peace Parish in the capital city of Salem. Drawing from the richness of our Catholic heritage, Encounter Ministries wants to teach and equip you to be disciples and demonstrate the love of God, the power of the Holy Spirit. An exciting opportunity to experience this powerful love is coming to Ascension Catholic Church in Portland. Encounter School of Ministry Portland Campus is hosting 
a summer intensive, July 21st and 22nd. Joining the show today to share more is Kevin Minetti, Portland Campus Director for Encounter Ministries. Hello, Kevin. Great to have you back on the show. Excited to be here, Brenda. So for our listeners, remind them, you've been on the show with us before, remind them about Encounter Ministries and what is your goal and purpose for growing the kingdom of God right here in Portland? Yeah, I love it. Well, I like to always go back to how Jesus uh, started his ministry. He just announced the kingdom of God is at hand. And then he said something strange. He said, heal the sick, (laughs) Uh, drive out demons, cleanse the lepers. So it's really anytime Jesus went and he taught, anytime he proclaimed the gospel and, and announced that the kingdom of God is worth everything, that it's present here today, he didn't just say it. But he showed it. He demonstrated it with with signs and wonders. And Encounter is really focusing on on learning, receiving that teaching, but then transforming that to to a demonstration, to letting that power be shown so that especially you could reach people who wouldn't have been open to that before. Um, I, I, I think that's a, that's maybe our vision here, especially in the unchurched part of the country is is there are so many that are not open to teaching of the gospel, but if they experience it in a demonstration, there's 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 kind of that leverage. There's there's that angle into it that um, maybe they wouldn't have received in any other way. And so we want to equip the church at large to expect that as normal Christianity. Kevin, through the power of the Holy Spirit, we know that lost souls are found again and lukewarm souls are just set on fire everyone's journey is a little bit different and yet holy spirit is right there to meet us where we are for you how did that that maybe tepid water just really grow into a flame for this ministry and for the work that you're doing uh, in encounter ministry yeah, absolutely. So this this probably goes back a few few years ago. Um, my wife and I we were at a, such a struggle point in our marriage, and and we I had been doing ministry for many years, and we got to this point. I dropped out of ministry. I just kind of focused on our family, and when I did that, the Lord responded. Um, we we did everything in the natural. We, we we tried just communicating. We tried fixing all the things at home and just listening. But it got to a point where there was nothing left we could do, and we felt the Lord respond. Um, we actually we ended up on a healing the whole person conference um, with with the JP two Healing Center, and it was on that conference that I experienced some deep healing in my upbringing, my family relationships that just radically reshaped my beliefs and my wife she was actually she was gluten intolerant she she was physically healed when she was prayed with on that conference we came out of that and we're like you know we've done ministry for so long this changes the game mm. <laughs> and we're like yes. what, what what do we do with this okay if this is possible here and now and this isn't just the legends of the saints of old how do we partner with this and as we were pursuing that uh, we we had friends who had heard about this thing called encounter and it was right off the the tail end of covid actually right in the middle of covid and there was nothing going on for some reason the seattle campus was running a, a school of ministry they were opening it and and i saw okay that's like two and a half hours north every week for me to drive and i was like well two and a half hours one way so that's about five or more yeah. and i was like oh man 
I don't know, that's ridiculous. But it just felt like this is so ridiculous. It might be God. I went there and I just saw everything in my faith life transform. It, it, how encounter is set up is we start with identity. And when you know who you are before God and what he says you will be doing, like he says these things like, uh, you will do the same works that I do and even greater ones. Like his, his works were the floor, not the ceiling. <laughs> and when you hear those sort of things and you really just bathe in those truths of what he said about you, you start changing your mind. Like, like you, 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 you think, okay, if, if this is what my faith teaches, this is what Jesus teaches. How do I come into agreement with that? And as I start believing that, telling myself that I start acting differently. So I go into a grocery store and I, and I'm just like, okay, I'm here to pick up eggs, but Lord, do you want to do anything while you're here? And a lot of the time I hear him respond and, and it's, I get an image in my head and I'm like, okay, Lord, what does that, what does that image mean? <laughs> and somehow I end up talking with somebody, praying with somebody. Sometimes that leads to physical healing. Sometimes that leads to an encouragement. And I've just seen so much as possible. Anytime you have Holy Spirit inside of you, you walk into a space. He always wants to act. Kevin Minetti is joining the show today. He is the Portland campus director of a new Encounter School of Ministries that's set to open in the fall. They have a wonderful summer intensive coming up July 21st and 22nd. Kevin and, and Scott, let's talk about this. For those who would be coming, and I had an opportunity to witness a little bit, I was though I wasn't fully immersed, I think the way that I'm going to be this time around, for those who are going to be coming to this intensive, it is that, it's intensive. There's a lot that's going to happen in just two short days. Let's talk a little bit about what that weekend is going to entail. Sure. So the summer intensive, it's described as a sampling of the first year of the Encounter School. So we have four different quarters in the Encounter School. The first quarter is on identity and transformation, really renewing your mind. Um, St. Paul says in scripture, we are transformed by the renewal of our mind so that we can demonstrate the will of God. So first we need to start with our mind and, and what we really believe, because if we don't believe that miracles are possible, we won't align ourselves to let them be done through us. So that, that first quarter is on identity and transformation. The second is on hearing God's voice and the prophetic gifts of the Holy Spirit, that we are Jesus's sheep, that we hear his voice and he's speaking to us all the time. The third is on power and healing, specifically physical healing, that Jesus commanded us to go heal the sick. And, th and that's a normal part of Christianity. And the fourth quarter is on inner healing and freedom. A lot of, uh, a lot of the, the experiences and memories of our past sometimes lead to disordered beliefs or, or brokenness or hurts or wounds. And the Lord calls himself um, the one who heals the brokenhearted, that binds up their wounds. And so we, we really take people through that. We also have dynamic worship. So we're going to begin every session with worship because we believe coming before God, our father as his child and really having the freedom of childlike worship really disposes us to enter into the kingdom of God. Um, so that's going to be really, really packed. You know, normally the summer intensive is over, over four nights. Uh, we thought we would be, um, 
charitable, if you will, to, to not have everybody drive through Portland traffic for four different nights. So we're doing a Friday night, all day Saturday, really squeezing that in there. It's going to be a tight schedule, but I think it's going to be just a complete immersion in the power and the grace of the Holy Spirit. Kevin, I've really enjoyed our conversation so far, but I am coming up against my break. Please stay with me through the break so we can continue our discussion in the next half hour. 753 at Monterey Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. And perhaps you've heard the uh, spot that we're airing with Michael Boultree talking about his testimony of how he discovered Monterey Radio and it led him to the church. And it's very powerful. But Michael was a delivery driver here in the Portland area and just stumbled on to Monterey Radio as he's delivering and, and really kind of looking in his life. He was searching for something and found us and it led him back to the Catholic Church church. It's really a powerful testimony. And now Michael is actually working in ministry. And this has all happened over the past year. It's a powerful testimony about the power of Catholic radio and you make that possible. So you can go online, materdayradio.com, check out the testimony from Michael Boultree, and then find out how you can pass it on, if you will, how you can lead souls to Christ right here with your friends from Materday Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Blanchet House of Hospitality. Since 1952, the Blanchet House has been providing food, clothing, shelter, and aid to those in need. Services include a downtown Portland cafe, residential living, transitional housing, case management, and a 12-step program at the farm. Support and volunteer opportunities are online at blanchethouse.org. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBBM, Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME, Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator, K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. Support for Modern Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Hi everyone, this is David from Day Radio's Morning Blend. I would like to invite you to check out my new podcast, On The Go, where I have a chance to visit with coaches, musicians, artists, and more. We go a little bit more in-depth with the podcast, which hopefully gives you a little more insight into the good folks we talk to. It's On The Go, available on your favorite podcast platform or Day Radio's free Hail Mary media app. I'll talk to you soon. The Morning Blend. Check out our podcast at materdayradio.com. 756 at Monterey Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. And the floodwaters are receding in the uh, northwest, but uh, they could be in for more rain over the weekend. Details on that just ahead. And an encounter with Pope Francis as a child. Now, it's led him to the seminary. I'll have that story for you coming up right after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Kevin with Awaken Catholic, and this is Awaken the Saint. Today's saint is Saint John Gualbert. John was born in 985 in Florence. He came from a family of nobles and lived in a castle. He had one sibling, his older brother, Hugo. 
John led a comfortable life and fell into destructive pleasures and vanities. Then, one day, his older brother Hugo was murdered. John vowed revenge on this man that killed his brother. On Good Friday, John found his brother's murderer. John cornered him, and there was no escape. John drew his sword. The man fell on his knees and began begging John to have mercy on him in the name of the passion of Jesus on this Good Friday. John dropped his sword, embraced the man, and forgave him. John entered the Order of St. Benedict, the St. Benedict that Sophia spoke about yesterday. He devoted the rest of his life to eradicating vice wherever he went. He founded several monasteries and reformed others. He died on July 12, 1073. Let us pray in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, we are sorry for the destructive ways that we live out our lives. We know that the sufferings that you give us are only meant to draw us closer to you. Please allow us the same humility that John displayed so that we may forgive those who wrong us, repent, and come to know you more and more every day. Lord, even though it's difficult sometimes and we try and run away, please draw us closer to you. Draw us closer to your love, to your mercy, to your heart, to your sacred heart, just like St. John was drawn to you. St. John Gualbert, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to Awaken the Saint. Awaken the Saint is a three-minute daily show that unpacks the lives of the saints with practical messages for everyday life. Awaken the Saint is made in partnership by Spoke Street Media and Awaken Catholic. Awaken the Saint. For more information about the Saints and to pray with Matraday Radio, you can download our free Hail Mary Media app. Details are at matradayradio.com. It's 8 o'clock. The little boy who managed to get past the crowd control barrier at World Youth Day in Rio de Janeiro in 2013 to give an emotional embrace to Pope Francis is now a seminarian preparing for priesthood. On July 26, 2013, DeBrito, then just nine years old, managed to get to the Pope Mobile carrying Pope Francis through the streets of Rio de Janeiro. He then hugged the Holy Father and told him that he wanted to be a priest. Ten years later, DeBrito is in the preparatory seminary of the Archdiocese of Campo Grande. Pope Francis visited Rio de Janeiro for World Youth Day in 2013. It was his first international trip after being elected Pope in March of that same year. The photo of DeBrito hugging Pope Francis soon went viral, becoming one of the most memorable images of the trip. The young man said that he is moved when he talks about that encounter, saying, it'll be 10 years since that great moment in my life. Of course, it was not the, wa the awakening of my vocation because I had wanted to be a priest for a long time. But it was, without a doubt, one more vo motivation within my vocation. Floodwaters receded in Vermont cities and towns pummeled by a storm that delivered two months of rain in just two days, allowing officials to focus on recovering from a disaster that trapped residents in homes, closed roadways, and choked streets and businesses with mud and debris. 
The flooding was already caused tens of millions of dollars of damage throughout Vermont. There have been no reports of injuries or death related to the flooding, where swift water rescue teams aided by the National Guard have performed more than 100 rescues, according to Vermont Emergency Management, and more rain is expected this weekend. For over a decade, the leaders of the United Methodist Church have been locked in debate over homosexual marriage and ordaining those who identify with the LGBTQ lifestyle. In this context, communities have been leaving the UMC record numbers. According to the Associated Press, an estimated one-fifth of the UMC parishes in the United States have sought and received permission to disaffiliate. These departures began slowly in 2019, but many more have since left, with 4,172 parishes reportedly leaving the UMC in 2023 alone. In total, over 6,100 parishes have disaffiliated with the United Methodist Church since 2019. One reason why this shift has taken so long to be revealed could be that departing parishes were uncertain of where they would land without the UMC. That is until the Global Methodist Church was created in 2022. Many of the UMC's lost parishes are signing up to join this new denomination formed by former members of the UMC, but others are going independent or even joining other Protestant denominations. The GMC has stated it has already registered 3,000 parishes. NATO leaders gathered earlier today in Lithuania to launch a highly symbolic new forum for ties with Ukraine after committing to provide the country with more military assistance for fighting Russia, but only vague assurances of future membership in NATO. U.S. President Joe Biden and his NATO counterparts sat down with Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky in the new NATO-Ukraine Council, a permanent body where the 31 allies and Ukraine can hold consultations and call for meetings in emergency situations. The setting's part of NATO's effort to bring Ukraine as close as possible to the military alliance without actually joining it. On Tuesday, the leader said in their communique, summarizing the summit's conclusions that Ukraine can join when allies agree and conditions are met. There are concerns that the country's democracy is unstable and its corruption remains too deeply rooted. A document handwritten by singer Aretha Franklin and found in her couch after her 2018 death is a valid Michigan will, a jury said Tuesday, a critical turn in a dispute that has turned her sons against each other. It's a victory for Kecaf Franklin and Edward Franklin, whose lawyers had argued that papers dated 2014 should override a 2010 will that was discovered around the same time in a locked cabinet at Aretha's home in suburban Detroit. The jury deliberated less than an hour after a brief trial that started Monday. Now, Rita did not leave behind a formal typewritten will when she died five years ago at the age of 76. But documents with scribbles and hard to decipher passages emerged in 2019 when a niece scoured the home for records. Franklin's estate managers have been paying the bills, settling millions in tax debts and generating income through music royalties and other intellectual property. The dispute, however, has been 
unfinished business. Well, you better think because it's all about respect. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, how do we spell that? R-E-S-P-E-C-T. E-C-T. You better respect the Portland Trailblazers playing in their second summer league game without rookie Scoot Henderson. They managed to defeat the Charlotte Hornets 97-93 last night at the Thomas and Mack Center in Las Vegas. Blazers guard Shaden Sharp got off to a slow start but shined in the fourth quarter, finishing the night with 26 points on shooting 8 of 17. Next up in summer league action, the Blazers face the Orlando Magic at 6 o'clock tomorrow night in Las Vegas. St. Teresa Lusu learned from the example of her holy parents, Louis and Zelie Martin, whose today we celebrate their feast day. They taught the little flower how to love Jesus and nurtured her simple faith. St. Teresa's sister, Celine, recalled in the book, The Father of the Little Flower, how their father would always recite a particular Bible verse. In it, she said, His soul was filled with this thought. It was overflowing with it. Then stressing each syllable, he would repeat it in translation, saying, I am thy reward exceeding great. We'd been so struck by this that this text, which he loved so much, was printed as the heading of his mortuary card. The verse that Louis Martin repeated was from the book of Genesis and is translated in the updated edition of the New Revised Standard Version. It says, Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield. Your reward shall be very great. This is a beautiful verse, one full of hope and God's protection and promises of eternal happiness. When we look at his life, we see that Louis experienced great sorrow, such as losing his wife at a young age and watching four of his children die shortly after birth. Yet in the midst of the suffering, Louis had hope in God and was confident in the reward God has in store for those who trust in him. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And tomorrow evening at 6 o'clock, it is the monthly night of hope and healing at St. Alice Catholic Church in Springfield. Join Father Mark Benz every second Thursday of the month for a night of hope and healing, starting with a bilingual, that's English and Spanish rosary, at 6 o'clock p.m. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Go to the community calendar, materdayradio.com. You can also access the community calendar on the Hail Mary Media app. And speaking of hope and healing, Brenda continues her conversation with Kevin Minetti of Encounter Ministry and their summer intensive. You want to be a part of this. Details on that following the weather next. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Brother Cyril, a Benedictine monk at Mount Angel Abbey, for the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day 
in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, I offer them for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart, the salvation of souls, reparation for sin, and the reunion of all Christians. I offer them for the intentions of our bishops and of all apostles of prayer, and in particular, for those recommended by our Holy Father this month. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MatriDayRadio.com. Hi, this is Kevin Minetti, Director of the Encounter School of Ministry Portland Campus for Adults. We teach, equip, and activate disciples to demonstrate the love of God through the power of the Holy Spirit. This is the normal life of an Encounter student. Jesus longs for us to demonstrate that He's still alive, still doing miracles, and He wants to equip us not just to tell it, but to show the world the power of His love. So I want to invite you to get equipped at the Summer Intensive. It's a two-day event sampling the first year of the Encounter School. It's on July 21st and 22nd at Ascension Church in Southeast Portland, joined by guests Father Patrick Ganyu and Dr. Carrie McMahon. Topics are identity and transformation, hearing God's voice, physical healing, and inner healing and freedom. Prepare to see your faith transform. Register at EncounterSchool.org Portland. No matter where your summer travels take you, Matre Radio is always there. Our Hail Mary Media app is the perfect road trip companion. You're always a click away from a treasury of uplifting prayers, including live liturgy of the hours from the Benedictine monks at Mount Angel Abbey and a customized schedule of your own daily prayer reminders. The Hail Mary Media app also features a stream of Matre Radio's live broadcast and podcast of all our original shows and new programming not available on the radio. Plus, you can jump into all the exciting summertime activities on the interactive community calendar, the latest Catholic news, and much more. Join the thousands of listeners who are moving through the summer with the Hail Mary Media app. Download it today. Search Hail Mary Media in the App Store, Google Play, or go to MatraDayRadio.com for all the details. Wherever you go this summer, you're never far from the Hail Mary Media app and Matraday Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 811 at Mantra Day Radio. Beautiful day developing for us again today. Mix of clouds this morning, giving way to bright sunshine this afternoon. High up to 82 and a light wind from the west-northwest at 5 to 10 miles an hour. Clear tonight, low 57. And we could be seeing 90s by the weekend. All right, well, heading up the road a little this morning, already 60 degrees at St. Rose Catholic Church up in Longview, Washington. And 61 at St. Luke Catholic Church in Woodburn. And I am continuing now my conversation with Kevin Manetti. Kevin is the director of the new Encounter School of Ministries as opening up here in the Portland area. He's joining us today because there is a summer intensive that is coming up. He is inviting the entire community to join in. Kevin, thank you so much for staying with us today. Kevin, in our first half hour, we began to talk about this summer intensive and a little bit about how this weekend is going to roll these couple of days of the Encounter Ministry Summer Intensive. Can you share with our listeners a little bit about how you enter into this process of the summer intensive for people may not be maybe used to praise and worship out loud to be prayed over and to experience these 
the healings. Kind of share with our listeners a little bit more. Yeah, you know, I I think the Lord never the Lord's a gentleman. He's never going to take you farther than you're willing to go, but he does challenge us. Um so there's there's many things that just speak to the nature of praise all throughout scripture. So um one being God mounts his throne to shouts of praise. When's the last time you shouted in praise? <laughs> I think a lot of times, like we have the Portland Timbers here, or we have so many sports games, we'll get up, we'll just shout our, our our hearts out, our lungs out for the things that we're passionate about. Well, how much more for the one that we adore and give everything? So sometimes there's an appropriate context for that. Now, now a lot of times people hesitate with that um, because they're like, well, that's not the place in 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 church or the mass. And I would agree with you with the mass. <laughs> um, in, in liturgy, there's a beautiful tradition of liturgy. But what we're doing is, is, is we're not entering into this liturgically. We're, we're entering in this in a different context. And this gives you the freedom to connect with God kind of all in. Like he gave you all of these faculties to, to worship him and connect with him. And we're going to try and connect with as many as we can and to see where maybe we've never connected in certain places and see how God wants to connect with us because he's the one that formed us. He created our desires. Even those areas that maybe feel that that challenge, that hesitation, he made those. So those are things he wants to dialogue with you, that he wants to walk with you. Like I say, he's a gentleman. He, he wants to communicate with you about what you're feeling when you come before him in praise. It's, it, it's, it's all open. We're, this is about a relationship. It's not a performance or a standard of, of how you need to act. That's some of what is going to be happening at the summer intensive. Again, it's coming up on July 21st and 22nd. It is at Ascension Catholic Church here in Portland. Kevin, so we've talked, this is this is a lot. And oftentimes with the Holy Spirit, it, it, Holy Spirit gives us a lot. But everybody, again, is going to be met where they are on their journey. So for this intensive, though, who is being called to attend? Who do you want to see at Ascension Catholic Church? Yeah, I would say anybody who feels a call for more. If you have heard about the tradition of the Catholic Church, if you've heard about the the miracles, the saints, you know, we don't have canonized saints without miracles. That's part of the essence and the the life of the church. If if that seems like something that should be happening today, one, I would agree with you. Two, I would say it's possible, and we're seeing so much of that with people who who are coming to encounter and just open to learning. We see also that we're transformed um, through through the power of testimony. You know, faith comes by hearing. <laughs> so when you hear someone stepping out in faith, when when you when you hear the person next to you, we're we're actually we're going to go through a, a healing model for one of the sessions, and people are going to learn how to pray for somebody who's physically injured. When they hear that someone was just healed right next to them, that does something to you. <laughs> you 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 see things happen right in that space, and you know you can't live the same. Similar to what I shared about my journey, is I saw that happen with my wife. I I couldn't I couldn't live the same <laughs> with that. If that was possible. Um, this changes everything. And so I think if if there's if there's a hunger on your heart that you want to see more happen um, around you, like in your sphere of influence, for me, especially, I feel that for my family, I want to get equipped. And, and I'd say you show up as well. And this is a perfect introduction for those who maybe might be considering the Encounter School in the fall. It's a weekly school. 
So if that's something on your heart, but you just want a taste of what that is, this event is perfect to introduce you to that. I love that. Be prepared to never be the same in every wonderful possible way that God wants to bless us. So I think what uh, would be great to hear more more on, Kevin, is the equipping. I think, you know, at Mass, we're given the Eucharist, which is the source and summit of our faith that that should draw us to be bold through the Holy Spirit for others, taking that gospel message out of Mass and proclaiming it and and praying with people come and ask for us to not be hesitant on acting on the moment. So I, what I think has been so powerful for me, so transformative for me is the equipping that Encounter Ministries really adds to what we receive spiritually through the, through the Eucharist that goes deeper with the tools that you're, you're going to be providing and that we'll be sharing with others to, to help them to do that. Can you speak a little more to that? Sure. So one of the exciting things to every class that's in Encounter is, is we teach, we equip, and we activate. So you will hear the truths about uh, what Jesus says we have available to us. You'll hear that from the gospel. You're, you'll hear that from all over in the Bible. You'll also hear that from our catechism and the teaching of, of the church and the saints. Um, but then we will give you models of how to apply that to your life. And not only that, <laughs> we'll, we'll take that one step further of in the class itself, we always have an activation. So the, the easy example I could say is, is when we're talking about physical healing, we teach a model of how to pray for physical healing. And then we ask, okay, who in this area is in need of physical healing? Then we gather people together. We're going to try out the tools, the equipping that you just learned, and we're going to test it out. And, and we're not going to say we're going to pray and then, okay, that was a nice prayer and then move on. No, we're going to, we're going to test that and see, okay, how are you doing? Check it in out of a scale of one to 10, how much better are you or are you worse? <laughs> like, I mean, let's, let's be honest. And, and, and through that of actually doing the activation and, and tracking that you're able to gain that confidence of, I could do this outside of the walls of the church. I'm practicing this here. I'm being equipped here so that anybody that I meet, whether that's a stranger, whether that's my family or whether that's, um, you know, even, even my spouse, um, that I'm able to, to walk out the gospel anywhere I go. That is some of what is going to be happening at this amazing summer intensive. You're also going to just get a little bit of information and what the full Encounter School of Ministries has to offer for those who choose to enroll for the fall. Kevin, I appreciate your time today. It's been a wonderful show. Please come back. Love to have you on again. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. And again, that is Kevin Minetti, the Portland Campus Director of Encounter Ministry. Now, I'm going to add information where you can find out the information about the summer intensive and also about the Portland School that is opening. You can find those links on the podcast of this interview, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. 
821 at Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. And we are adding, uh, it seems like every single day, new programming to the Hail Mary Media app. We have launched a brand new podcast with Brother Cyril at Mount Angel Abbey on the history and tradition of Mount Angel Abbey. We did it just in time for the Feast of St. Benedict yesterday. We got it all launched. And uh, you want to check it out. Even if you think you know all about Mount Angel Abbey, you don't. Don't know, and you can you can find all that with this wonderful insightful podcast with Brother Cyril on the Hair Mary Media app. Also, we are going to be adding some new features with the Archdiocese of Portland. And Robin Moody is going to be in here a little bit later after the news to tell us all about that exciting initiative and much more just ahead here at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our leadership circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Camp Howard challenges everyone who experiences camp with us to live, learn, and grow in the Catholic faith. At Camp Howard, we help cultivate children's social skill sets in a safe environment with trained staff, connecting with others in the beautiful, peaceful outdoors with a host of wonderful activities. These activities include swimming, archery, arts and crafts, group games, campfires, and just having fun with fellow campers. This summer, we will have seven overnight sessions in the popular Family Camp Weekend. Weeks are filling quickly, and wait lists have already started, so be sure to register now at cyocamphoward.org. Save the date for our Champions of Faith Benefit Dinner, October 17th at the Oregon Convention Center. Our keynote speaker is three-time U.S. Women's Amateur Golf Champion, Laura Tennant. Come help fuel the future for our youth. Purchase tickets at cyocamphoward.org. Thank you for inspiring our youth to become faith-filled leaders. May God richly bless you. Facing difficult problems in your marriage. Oregon Retrovi is a lifeline to married couples helping them restore their marriage and rebuild a loving relationship. Catholic in origin, this Christian marriage program is open to all married couples, no matter what age, walk of life, faith, or ethnic background. Oregon Retrovi is a practical program to improve communication, build stronger marriages, and help couples reconnect. Presenters are not trained marriage counselors, but rather couples sharing their personal stories and the tools that they use to rediscover their love. Begin your journey to healing. All it takes is a decision to find out more. Go to helpourmarriage.org and start the process today. That's helpourmarriage.org to learn more about this transformational program. Oregon Retrovi, a lifeline for married couples. Would you like to gain a deeper understanding of the Holy Mass? Hello, this is Terry Ross. Join me on Mater Dei Radio each Saturday afternoon at 4 and Sunday afternoon at 2 for the glory of the Mass. Every weekend, we'll explore the rich history of sacred music within the Catholic liturgy. Increase your appreciation for the beauty and sanctity of Catholic sacred music with the glory of the Mass Saturday and Sunday afternoons on Mater Dei Radio the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It's the cup that refreshes the morning blend on Mater Day Radio. 
825 at Mantra Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Pat and Brenda in for the vacationing, David. And did you catch the All-Star Game last night? What a great evening in Seattle. We'll tell you all about all the festivities in the Emerald City just ahead. And a new bishop named in Alaska got his Dominican roots right here in the Northwest. I'll tell you about who this is coming up after Sean Garrison and exceeding. We are Patrick and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.
leading you on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. This is Matra Day Radio. That's Sean Garrison and Exceeding. It's 8.30. In your news this hour, while the Vatican closes for the month of July and Pope Francis is on vacation, once he returns, his schedule is packed. EWTN contributor Alan Holdren shares details on the Pope's schedule for the rest of the summer. So he'll, uh, he has a whole bunch of trips lined up. Uh, he'll, he'll be going to World Youth Day in Lisbon, Portugal from the 2nd to the 6th of August. That also includes a stopover in Fatima. He'll go there just for a, a prayer in the morning with, uh, with the sick at the Apparitions Chapel. And then at the end of August, he has a trip planned to Mongolia, of all places. Uh, he'll be going there from uh, August the 31st to September the 4th. Uh, and then at the end of September, uh, he's going to be going towards the end to Marseille, France, uh, where he's going to be meeting with young people. Uh, they're getting together an ecumenical group to speak about problems uh, that exist across the Mediterranean, trying to come up with solutions. And they asked him for a hand. On September the 30th, the Pope has called for a consistory for the creation of new cardinals. That was just announced at the Angelus over the weekend here in Rome. And then, uh, of course, after that, we have the first of two installments of the Synod on Synodality. Uh, the, nearly the whole month of October will be dedicated to that. And then again in 2024, the second installment will take place. That's a packed schedule for Pope Francis. We continue to pray for him that his uh, health holds up. Mongolia, what an unusual place. I think I'd, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't mind meeting the Pope in Mongolia. I don't know what we would see there, but sounds like a good time. Mongolian grill, of course, right? Of course. <laughs> Iowa's Republican-led legislature passed a bill banning most abortions after roughly six weeks of pregnancy during a marathon special session yesterday that continued late into the night. Governor Kim Reynolds immediately said in a statement she would sign the bill this Friday. The bill passed with exclusively Republican support in a rare one-day legislative burst lasting more than 14 hours over the vocal objections of Democratic lawmakers and abortion protesters at the Iowa Capitol. Many states have limited abortion access in the year since the U.S. Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade and handed authority on abortion law over to the states. More than a dozen states have bans with limited exceptions, and one state, Georgia, bans abortion after cardiac activity is detected. Several other states have similar restrictions that are on hold pending court rulings. Pope Francis has named Dominican Father Stephen Mayakawa, a former active-duty military chaplain, as the next bishop of Fairbanks, Alaska. Mayakawa will take on the role of leading a diocese that spans more than 400,000 square miles, the largest diocese in the United States geographically. The 55-year-old Dominican friar has been based in Alaska since 2016, serving as the pastor of Holy Family Old Cathedral in Anchorage. Born in Seattle in 1967, Mayakawa earned a bachelor's degree in architecture at the University of Washington before entering religious life in the Dominican's western U.S. province. He studied at the Dominican School of Philosophy and Theology in Berkeley, where he earned a master's degree of divinity in 1998, the same year he was ordained to the priesthood. Mayakawa has served as the chaplain of the Newman Center at the University of Washington and as the vocations director of the Western Dominican province. He ministered in C uh, San Francisco and Seattle before moving to Anchorage seven years ago. The Diocese of Fairbanks has 46 Catholic parishes, 
only nine of which can be reached by a car. The new bishop's going to need to use a bush plane to reach some remote Catholic parishes, including in Native and in Yupiak communities. And in hearing that uh, resume and being here in the western province of the Dominicans, how did he avoid Portland? How did he never wind up at Holy Rosary? Well, I'm sure there must have been a weekend or two in his trips <laughs> up and down the west coast. I wonder if the diocese has their own bush plane, maybe painted with a little crucifix on the side, the papal shield of uh, coat of arms. That would be cool. I, I know, I b- think the Western province may have one, actually, because I know when, when Father Dismas was, was up there, he was he was flying all around, going from church to church to celebrate Mass. That would make sense. It's quite amazing. Well, if you were getting ready for, like the folks in Alaska, for the Northern Lights display that was uh, supposed to be coming later in the week, uh, you're out of luck. OMSI Director and Science Education, or uh, Jim Todd is dispelling rumors that the Northern Lights will be visible in Portland or any part of Oregon this week. According to many articles published in the last few days by major news sources, even one reported by Brenda, a powerful (laughs) solar storm was set to make the Northern Lights visible in 17 U.S. states this Thursday, including Oregon and Washington. However, the information behind these articles was based on a faulty auroral forecast provided by the Geophysical Institute at the University of Alaska in Fairbanks. Experts like Todd at OMSI and the team of science reporters at the publication Earth Sky say, nope, you're not going to see them in Oregon or Washington. And while we'll miss the lights later this week, Todd said that the phenomenon is likely to happen in the next few years. So patience. Okay. It's not my virtue. You know, humility is my virtue. These are worth waiting for. Okay. Yeah. I've never seen them before. I still might go out and look on Thursday just in case. Might as well. After two years of painfully high prices, inflation in the United States has reached its lowest point more than two years. 3% in June compared with 12 months earlier, a sign that the Federal Reserve's interest rate hikes steadily slowed prices increases across the economy. The inflation figure the government reported Wednesday was down sharply from a 4% annual rate in May, though still above the Fed's 2% target rate. Over the past 12 months, gas prices have dropped, grocery costs have risen more slowly, and used cars less expensive. Yet with most measures of inflation still uncomfortably high, the Fed hardly appears ready to halt its rate hikes. Its expected hike later this month will follow the central bank's decision to pause its rate increases last month after 10 consecutive hikes. The Fed's policymakers have signaled that they could hike rates once again when they meet in September. Some economists have suggested, though, that if inflation keeps slowing and the economy shows sufficient signs of cooling, the July increase could be the last. Seattle was shining last night. It was a big evening at T-Mobile Park as they hosted the annual Midsummer Classic, the battle between the National League and the American League in the All-Star Game. And what a game it was, starting with the very first pitch. Seattle Mariners Baseball Hall of Famers Edgar Martinez and Ken Griffey Jr. threw out the ceremonial first pitches to their former teammates Dan Wilson and Jay Buhner, and that started all the action as the National League snapped a losing streak that lasted more than a decade 
with an unheralded catcher from the Colorado Rockies hitting the winning home run. Elias Diaz hit a two-run homer off Felix Batista in the eighth inning, and the National League snapped that losing streak in the All-Star game, winning 3-2 to two last night in a thrilling game. It was really exciting, and hats off to Seattle. They It was a wonderful Wonderful all-star affair starting, I think, Saturday and going all the way through last night's game. Well done. Pulled out the red carpet for everybody coming into town. I think I saw a statistic. I think the carpet was teal. Oh, it was teal. That would make <laughs> sense for the Emerald City. Archbishop Timothy Broglio was recently the guest speaker at an event for the Diocese of Cleveland where he's where the prelate spoke on his dual role of Archbishop for the Archdiocese of the Military Services and President of the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops. After an introduction by former U.S. Army Chaplain Father Joseph Brancatelli, Archbishop Broglio spoke on the long history the Catholic Church has shared with the armed forces. He explained that George Washington was the first U.S. leader to request chaplains to tend to the faithful of the armed forces. Due to the religious landscape of early America, however, there were few Catholic priests in the United States in the early 18th century, and none were available to take up such a position. It was not until the 1846 Mexican-American War that Catholic chaplains would deploy alongside the troops. Catholic chaplains would become more prevalent during the Civil War, but this early arrangement had its own hurdles. During the Civil War, troops were divided by state, and the chaplains were no different. Dioceses from each state had different requirements, and priests would have to seek privileges from their own diocese as well as the military. This would necessitate the creation of a military archdiocese, but it would not be formally instituted until 1985. Archbishop Broglio noted that he is only the fourth archbishop to preside over the Archdiocese of Military Services and the first who has not served in uniform. Today, the Archdiocese covers over 220 military installations in 29 countries, as well as 153 VA medical centers all around the world. Catholic chaplains don't just serve members of the armed forces, but also federal employees serving outside the U.S. boundaries in more than 100 countries. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. July 23rd at 6 o'clock. It's Ladies' Night, Patrick. Chesterton Ladies' Night on Women, Wisdom, and Wine happening at the Scenic Valley Farms Tasting Room in Jervis. The Chesterton Society of the Willamette Valley is hosting the second annual Chesterton Ladies' Night, including fresh produce, appetizers, and sweet treats alongside Scenic Valley Farms Wine. This year, there's also a lovely basket of goodies to be raffled off at the event. With women, wisdom, and wine. Of course. I love it. The three W's. That they is, go together every time. And you know what? Ironically enough, we have wisdom, wisdom, and wine, and and what was it? Women, win, wisdom, and wine with Robin Moody from the Archdiocese of Portland, the communications director. She joins us next after we check that beautiful weather forecast at Mater Day Radio. 
Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. St. Benedict sees patience as a way we really participate in the sufferings of Christ. One Minute Monk, Abbot Placid Solari of Belmont Abbey. Patience is an important virtue in the life of a Benedictine monk. In the rule of St. Benedict, he asks us to bear each other's infirmities. Not only infirmities that take the form of physical illness, which is easy to understand, but those infirmities that are psychological and spiritual, too. St. Benedict also asks us to put up with the weaknesses we all have. Whether it's my abbey or your family, there are many opportunities for patients when living with others in community. For your free copy of The Rule of St. Benedict, visit OneMinuteMonk.com, O-N-E, MinuteMonk.com. What a difference it would make if we bore the weaknesses of others with patience and saw them as invitations to immerse ourselves in the love with which Christ bore his sufferings. Support from Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Blessings from Heaven, the peaceful place to shop for all things Catholic. Blessings from Heaven has a variety of gifts for all occasions and many other Catholic items to choose from. Located on the corner of 3rd and Southwest Tucker Avenue in Beaverton, Blessings from Heaven is open Tuesday through Saturday. For more information, call 503-644-1814. As we surpass three decades of broadcasting, all of us at Mater Dei Radio are thankful for the many blessings this special radio ministry provides to our Catholic community. To ensure that our faith continues to thrive in today's media, we hope you will consider including Mater Dei Radio in your estate planning. There are many estate planning options to choose from, but one way would be to include Mater Dei Radio as a beneficiary in your will. More information on estate planning is on our website at materdayradio.com. It is 844 here at Mater Day Radio. Well, looking up in the sky, there's a few wispy clouds left over, but those are going to be gone soon also. Highs today in the low 80s under full sunshine kind of day. Overnight, we're cooling down again, staying still in the 60s. Then tomorrow, we begin a warming trend. Temperature is going to push to the middle 80s by Friday. We're going to be into the 90s for a couple of days, so get ready for a little bit of heat coming at us. Right now, it's 62 at the Archdiocesan Pastoral Center on East Burnside here in Portland. And it is 62 degrees at Holy Redeemer Catholic Church in Vancouver. Well, we are very honored to have a special guest here in the studio with us, a member of Mater Dei Radio's Board of Directors, our newest member, as well as the Communications Director for the Archdiocese of Portland. Robin Moody is here with us. Robin, you told me that you wanted to talk about how the Holy Spirit is moving here in Western Oregon through Archbishop Sample, and uh, how is the Holy Spirit moving here in Western Oregon? The Holy Spirit is moving. Thank you, Patrick. It's such a pleasure to be here this morning with you and with Brenda. Um, it's really incredible being in my position and getting the privilege to watch the Archbishop in his prayerfulness and the way he leads in his role as Archbishop. And we are seeing such a, 
incredible response from the people. Um, there's a huge fidelity to the faith, and that's just increasing. We see it everywhere. And the archbishop is, um, he feels the Holy Spirit. He feels a great deal of, of movement throughout Western Oregon. So he's really excited about that and just moving forward with a lot of different um, things this year. You know, we've got the Healing the Whole Person oh, conference yeah. coming up in November. He's very excited about that. And so we have been running the spots, I think we started last week, and the tickets are going to go on sale for that event August 28th. Is that correct? August 28th, yes. So we're just kind of getting people ready for it because it's going to be a big deal that's going to be uh, happening at Our Lady of LeVang, right? A huge deal. And we're actually going to have some satellite locations for that because we're anticipating so many people wanting to attend. And we also want to lower barriers by having multiple locations that might be easier for people to attend at. Um, There will be at least one that will be Spanish language so that there will be a live stream with translators so that people can can experience the conference in Spanish. So people may know uh, Dr. Bart Schutz as well as Mir- uh, Sister Miriam James Heidland, who's actually from, from the Pacific Northwest. Tell us a little bit about the program, the John Paul II Healing Center, what they do and what people can expect from the conference. Yeah, they, uh, they do so much. They organize these incredible conferences that really bring about spiritual and physical healing for people. Um, I've had the privilege of being part of the core team organizers, and I haven't experienced this conference before, but I've got a couple people on my team who have, and while they they were at the conference years ago, they experienced spiritual healing, and it still affects their lives to this day. It's a huge blessing on their lives to this day. I had some friends of mine in Texas that have gone through the same thing, and it radically transformed their lives, mm-hmm. the healing that they received through. And they had to go to Florida for this conference, because I believe that's where the John Paul II uh, Healing Center is located. They went there. Oh, yeah. So People to have them come to us is, is really a big deal. It's huge. It's huge. So. so to keep up with that and other events, you have developed an incredible newsletter that comes out every Thursday, Church Alive, and if people aren't subscribing to that, they they need to get involved. It is really rich. Yes, please join us, and you can sign up on our website, archdpdx.org, and in the Church Alive, I mean, it really goes back to the, the Holy Spirit moving in our archdiocese. The church is alive, and um, I think it's really important for people to know that the Archbishop's praying for them every day. We include his messages in the Church Alive newsletter. And just know that um, you're part of a community, and the newsletter is there to really link people to events and news from the Archdiocese. I love the relationship we have where we can support the items there in the newsletter with, with features that Brenda can do here on the Morning Blend or through our podcast or, or that kind of content. But we're pl- we're getting together and, and kind of planning some, some new things that we can put on the app. I'm really excited about that. So excited. We're so grateful that you helped us with the Celebrate Life Novena. That was a fantastic partnership. I want to tell you, so I prayed that every night during during the nine days leading up to the big mass, and it just really became 
something I look forward to in the evenings, and it was powerful. Robin, I know you you were contributed to that. I hear, heard your voice on those prayers, and along with Monsignor O'Connor, it really moved me. I want to thank you for that, but it was an honor for us to put that together and to be able to present that. It's still on the app, so I guess anybody, you know, it's always time for pro-life, right? So exactly. you can pray that anytime, anytime and check it out, but we've got more coming. That was just the first uh, little domino and many more to come. So a few surprises up our sleeves that you'll have to have to tune in for. Definitely. So it's the Hail Mary Media app, and you can find out all about that at matradayradio.com. Again, how do they get signed up for the Church Alive newsletter? They can go to our website, archdpdx.org. And if you scroll down, there's a button that says Church Alive newsletter. Just click on that. You can also email us at news at archdpdx.org. And it is really well done. It is very vibrant, very um, eye-appealing, if you will. It really looks good, Robin. You've done a great job with that. And it comes out tomorrow, right? Yes, it does. I want to say hot off the presses, but there aren't aren't any presses anymore. (laughs) No, but it goes out every Thursday at 3 o'clock. Well, that's Robin Moody. Robin is the Communications Director for the Archdiocese of Portland, also a member, uh, the newest member of the Matra Day Radio Board of Directors. So you're my boss. I better be on proper behavior here, Robin. <laughs> Thank you for your time. Thank you, Patrick. It is 8.51 here at Mater Day Radio. No wonder why you were being so good, Patrick, throughout the show. Oh, yeah, I straightened show. up. I straightened up my act here. You certainly did. <laughs> well, a lot of great things coming up on the Hail Mary Media app. Some great events, including the Be Healed Conference that is coming up at the end of the year. You're going to be able to get all kinds of information about upcoming events on the community calendar. It's full of events. Deborah, I think she gets bulletins from... Every parish, or she goes online to find all of these amazing events to get onto the calendar. Well, one way you can be sure to that your event will get on our calendar, let us know. Go to materdayradio.com. You can fill out the form, email us your flyer, and then your event will be on the community calendar. And then we'll get to talk about it on Mater Day Radio's Morning Blend. You're also going to access the Hail Mary media app. The community calendar is there and has an integrated mapping system for you as well. Again, all the information at materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Join Mater Dei Radio and Archbishop Alexander Sample as he prays the Hail Holy Queen. Hail Holy Queen, Mother of Mercy, our life, our sweetness, and our hope. To Thee do we cry, poor banished children of Eve. To Thee do we send up our sighs, mourning and weeping in this valley of tears. Turn then, O most gracious Advocate, Thine eyes of mercy towards us, and after this our exile, show unto us the blessed fruit of Thy womb, Jesus. O clement, O loving, O sweet Virgin Mary. Pray for us, O Holy Mother of God, that we may be made worthy of the promises of Christ. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit come upon all of you, your families, your loved ones, and be with you this day and forever. Amen. 
for more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit matradayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Hood Hospice. For more than 40 years, Mount Hood Hospice has been serving those in their final stages of life with loving care in East Multnomah and Clackamas counties. With a compassionate medical and spiritual support team, hospice services are provided wherever the patient lives. With the top listing on Medicare's Care Compare, information online at mounthoodhospice.org. Hi, I'm Father Cedric Bizenia. I'm a passionist, religious, and a Catholic priest, and the host of Live With Passion. My motto is touching lives and saving souls. I hope you will tune in each week on Modern Day Radio, Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. It's designed to inspire and encourage you. It's real practical. Talk about real-life issues, things that people are going through. I'm so grateful that you're listening to Modern Day Radio. Don't just live, live with passion. The Morning Blend, two hours a day for two times the fun on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 8.54 at Mater Day Radio. Beautiful day developing out there. These clouds are burning off. Going to be sunny this afternoon, high up to 82. Light winds, clear tonight, low 57. And it could get really warm for the weekend with 90s expected on Saturday. I expect I'll be spending a fair amount of time this weekend in my back patio. It's going to be a nice afternoon. I got one of those little plastic wading pools. I'm just going to put your barbecue. feet in there. No, feet. I'm, I'm going ah. all, all in. All in. <laughs> 62 right now in the Rose City. Closing out our show today, here is PJ Anderson and Rise. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
Day Radio, PJ Anderson and Rise. Pat in for David, who is on vacation. Hurry back, David. I miss my pillow. Please come on back. 4.30 is awful early, Brenda. It certainly is. It's very early. <laughs> but it's fun. I'm loving it. Had another great time. Can't wait to do it again tomorrow. Well, uh, you know, working with the most humble person <laughs> voted at YCP's event last night, your job is, is must be a little difficult. Well, that that crown, the way you polished it's kind of blinding me a little bit. That's it makes right. it tough. They gave me that crown and trophy. <laughs> that is going to wrap it up for us on the Morning Blend. It is Wednesday. That means Miriam Marston going to be blazing the trail this evening at 7.30. But be sure to catch her podcast on the Hail Mary Media app. That's usually up in the afternoon. I love that show. We hope you have a very blessed day.